Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Captain Sparklefingers. If I say Captain Marvel, then the actual Marvel will, will sue us, so... It's a rights thing. I, I don't know. It's, it gets complicated. I mean, I'm Alex. And I'm Britton, and I don't have an intro joke. What are we talking about today, guys? <laughs> what movie are we getting into? Uh, is, is it Kazam starring Shaq? Oh, I wish. Is it, Do is you? It, is it Kablam, the uh, Nickelodeon cartoon anthology? Nope. Is it Space Jam starring Michael Jordan? <laughs> Well, it's not my birthday, so I don't think so. <laughs> um, I can't keep this joke jo- going on any longer, so I apologize. You can escalate it if you want to. I won't be able to give a solid rebuttal. <laughs> I think I was. I think is the it Rackety Tam, the Brian Jiggs the, novel? The first thing that came to me was Zabumafu. It's <laughs> 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 not really. Uh, all right, all right. My last ditch effort would have been like completely off the rails. I would have said the Wild Thornberries movie. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, the Academy Award nominated movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Starring Zachary Levi. Uh, we are talking about Shazam this week. Uh, the, Shazam! Exclamation <clears throat> point. The second part of our uh, our battle for the Captain Marvel title. Even though I guess Captain Marvel already <laughs> won the title. Um. Yeah. Uh. And and that's. Tell us about the the title, but not the war. (laughs) Sure, if you say so. It also made a lot more money than Shazam. Yeah, it won the title, (laughs) not the war. That said, Shazam was 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 no slouch and uh, was quite well received. Now, guys, this movie is all about a young teen who gets to see what it's like on the other side as a grown up. Um, What do you guys remember your middle school years very well? (laughs) What, what were they like for you guys? Um, and Alex, I'm assuming you had a real diary of a wimpy kid situation. Older brother I, always slugging you in the arm or what have you. I was, was going to say, I haven't read those books or seen those movies, so I have no point of reference. You didn't need to. You lived it. What was middle school <laughs> Alex enough. like? Uh, pretty much the same. <laughs> oh, that's, what, okay, new, new topic. What was middle school I was griping about? Uh, the same exact things. <laughs> <laughs> Literally no difference. I got slightly taller. That's the only difference. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? What were you doing? I was actually in a coma for my entire middle school years. It's very hard. I, I would prefer not to talk about it. Okay. Well, um... <laughs> Tell us about the things, Alex. In my oh, middle school oh, years, okay. I was just playing Kingdom Hearts. Go on, Alex. Sure. I was going to say, you know, Britton asks us a question. We ask him the question back, but I guess not. I mean, the answer is Kingdom Hearts. We've yeah, it was Kingdom Hearts, dude. All right, fine. Hang <laughs> on, my friends Goofy and Donald. If you say so, Shazam! Exclamation point has a ninety-one percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an eighty-four percent audience score. It was directed by David F. Sandberg and it came out in twenty nineteen. Anyone feel feel like a, a desperate need to start with best thing or worst thing? I can dive in. Whatever, okay, whatever sure. feels good. Sure. Do it. Cool. Um, so, oh, do we 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 almost do we want to address our, our structural change here? Yes. Um, Let's go. So uh, we we are we are going to be trying to experiment a little bit with the structure here. We're trying to see if we can optimize this podcast for maximum entertainment pleasure. Um, and so uh, step one step one of that we have decided we are going to be setting out 
generally a, a time a time uh, time target to, to see you know kind of if we can keep ourselves to not going insanely overboard. Um, th- this week we are aiming for an hour and a half. Uh, you as the listener will already know uh, whether or not we have succeeded on that regard. <laughs> just to, wanted to point that out that that's that's kind of the aiming for uh, for this week at least. Yeah, as, as we go on, we might try some other structural things just to kind of tidy it up, make it a little more organized. But mm-hmm. for now, we figured let's start with something attainable. <laughs> let's see if it's attainable <laughs> and start with a time limit, and then eventually we'll have like you know segments like uh, the cooking segment where Alex gives us all his great tips and <laughs> puppet strats, shows. puppet shows, um, the the uh, uh, advice segment, Ask Tyler, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, all all the fun stuff that you've come to, that you'll, you'll come to know and love. Uh, you know, but first, Britain does a, bl- a playthrough of a video game. Even exactly. You see it. I just tell you over and over again, like, okay, Jack Skellington just did a really cool kick. And there's one less heartless on the field. Is, uh, King, is Kingdom Hearts the only game you play? No, uh, sometimes. It's the only one that mattered, <laughs> I mean, in many ways. Sometimes I play Dark Cloud 2, uh, which is a great game. Now, uh, so my best and worst, speaking of segments, um, so, uh, spoiler alert, I loved this movie. I had a great time watching it, and I could easily pick more than one best thing. I could also pick more than one worst thing. Uh, my best thing, uh, I'm just going to go with maybe the easiest, is Zachary Levi. Sure. Uh, he's an actor. He's really, really special to me. I'm a huge fan of Chuck, which is the TV show that kind of put him on the map. Um, I think that show does a lot of things really well, and it's just a really beautiful show that's really, really special to me. And he is uh, he's an actor that just makes me feel really warm and happy. And he has it's so easy to empathize with him, especially in Chuck. He's so expressive and you know, if, if he's hurt, you just can't help but feel a little bit of that. And if he's excited, you can't help be excited. Like he's such an infectious actor. And I thought this movie used him really, really well and used his charisma and his fun. Um I thought he was just a, a delightful uh figure. Even if I didn't already know him, I think I would have really enjoyed him. And it was great to see him get a big vehicle. Uh, conversely, my worst thing I'm going to go with, this is yet another movie that casts Jimon Honsu and does nothing with him and Correct. just wastes him. It's it's the second Captain Marvel movie to do Honestly, so. Honestly, though, yeah. Which is a shame because, you know, in the early 2000s, he had the string of, like, Gladiator uh, in America and Blood Diamond, these movies that yep. used him really well. He got nominated, nominated for two Oscars. Like, he's mm-hmm. a very good actor. And, I, and maybe this is maybe he has decided to. I don't know much about his life. Maybe he's decided to like. Ah, I just want to pop in, do these quick little, basically cameos, right. get my bag of money, and then leave. But uh, I, I, whenever I see him in a movie, I always want more because he has more to give us. And I wish this movie had done that. Um, and and I feel like that character is somebody that that could have been a really fun, silly kind of cameo. But with him, it just sure. felt like a misuse. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah, that's me. Was anybody else distracted by like his his super crazy wig and face you know fake <laughs> yeah. facial hair? Uh, I found I, I know this movie's supposed to be like half comedy. I thought that was going a little too far. I would argue uh, <clears throat> that was actually when when he stood up was the moment I realized that I was in for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I was I guess, like, oh yes, and I think that's what oh, I'm talking yes, about. Like, and, and if they had cast a different actor, I think. Who would have leaned in more to the silliness? Maybe, of that maybe way. more of a, a and this is not exactly comparable, but more of a Jeff Goldblum in Honestly, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, actually, that's a good. That's um, where a good. it's a little he bit needed, more like, oh, it's that guy. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. He needed to play it up as more like crazy. Yeah, because he played him so straight, but he has this yeah. outfit that looked a lot like. Uh, 
no one gets this reference, but Merlin from the TV movie Merlin Shop of Mystical Wonders. Sure. Um, that's what he reminded me of in his movie. I think, I think we can probably figure out what you're going for there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, there's a great Mystery Science Theater episode of it. But yeah, I, I think that if they had gone with like a Jeff Goldblum, not necessarily him, but that type of casting. Yeah, where it's like... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is silly. Well, and maybe for a more uh, obvious one um, from the same movie, Sam Neill as uh, oh, sure. Odin in the, oh, the fake man. play. That was like, so good. You could do something like that. Or, or Matt Damon. Or, you know, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, might Someone who's like, more. wait, that's... Let's just ah. cast Taika Waititi and put there the, the white oh, hair on him. Sure, that scene would have been 40 minutes long. Have you ever heard him, heard him try to finish a sentence? Um, uh, it's impossible. I love him. No, I love him. He's hilarious. Sure. But... <laughs> but all that being said, say my name. I've just named a bunch of white dudes. It was kind of neat to see that's true that they they cast a person of color for that. That's just, a very good just point. For the, that. And I think this movie actually, you know, for there's there's a lot of talk about you know, there's a lot of controversy, I guess, about like diversity in Hollywood and the mm. fact that people are like, you're just doing it just for you know, it's a trend, fill, yeah, fill in roles or whatever, and you know, versus is it done out of like a genuine sort of like. You know, need to represent these people, right? Um, and I think this movie did a good job of just having like, there's just a lot of yeah, pretty pretty diverse. I cast. don't um, remember there being any comments about because there's a very diverse group of actors yeah. throughout the movie, and that was never really commented on. Yeah, yeah. yeah just sort other, of like, oh, this is very like human. This is very just yeah, you know, realistic. Well, this is a foster house. Yeah, if it's supposed to be a foster house, just the story naturally gives you. Not necessarily, not not an excuse, but it gives you an opportunity to do that in a way where it's not distracting. It doesn't feel like you're beating me over the head with something. It's just part of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Who's next? I can go. (gasps) Um, my best thing is going to be humor and the overall Mm -hmm. tone of the movie. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's. I find it interesting just because comparing this to Marvel movies and sure. they always get the humor problem or whatever and this one feels like it's just going straight to the heart of it and like nope this is pretty much a comedy with some some minor horror elements a little bit of superhero stuff but we're mainly a comedy and most like I would say like 95% of the jokes landed for me I yeah. thought it was yeah. very very funny no I agree and I'm not sure how much of that is just like the cast and all of them mm-hmm. having great delivery and rapport with each other, and how much of it is is the script itself. Um, but like Zachary Levi, like you were saying, Britain, um, he's just delightful. Yeah. And at no point was I thinking that's not the older version of Billy Batson. Yeah, like I sure. think him and the younger actor, like it's very like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't feel like he's become just this completely different person when he changes. Right. Um, which I think is kind of the most important element that you have to get right in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, the movie does it, and it feels like it's the easiest thing in the world. Well, and he manages to capture the spirit of, like, I'm a child in a man's body yes. without being a man-child. Yes, without right. without it being, I mean, I think, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, no, is, exactly. It's a good way yeah. to, like, yeah. he, he was very fun to watch. It wasn't like, right. oh, this is weird. Yeah. Well, like, they don't immediately go for, like, stupid, like, potty humor stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. no point where he's like, oh, I'm, like... Look at me I'm down there. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the, like, there's a couple of jokes where he starts, like, flirting with girls. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and he's you know, really bad at it. Women his it's, age. Yeah, they do. It, I think that's that's a funny... Yeah, that's a really good way to take that. Well, and I, yeah. But they never... Because, ne- like, Big had the problem of, like... 
that woman just have sex with a man that's a, actually <laughs> yeah, exactly. a child? But here they yeah. don't even they don't even fool with it. They're yeah. like, you know what? Like they're like this this man is not emotionally mature. This yeah. boy is not emotionally mature enough to actually get a woman. <laughs> like, and, like when, and like when he saves Mary, I was like, uh oh, don't 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 do yeah, it, don't do yeah. it, don't do it, don't do. Oh, they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like they just glide right past it because right. you know that would have just been a super weird thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's been so easy for them to be like, "I'm bigger, I'm bigger." Whoa! And he looks like <laughs> and, like opens his jeans up or something. I wear, I wear jeans, but you know what I'm saying, right? And also, I, I just like just kind of the small little elements that where the humor really helps, like the story and mm-hmm. and some of my issues that'll go into the worst thing. But the bit where um, Shazam is getting chased by Savannah in the mall. And yeah. he's just kind of terrified, and he's running through the toy store. And he's like, "Batman, get him!" Yes. <laughs> so good. I loved all those jokes. Pretty much anything made at the DCEU's expense, I found <laughs> really enjoyable. Yeah. Obviously, um, also the fact that this movie still has ties and continuity with the DCEU, I find just baffling and fascinating. Yeah. Um, that Superman non cameo at the end, is yes, the, mm-hmm. maybe the most bizarre thing I've seen in 2019. <laughs> it, I I thought that was great. I loved it. Oh my god! Oh, I thought it was great as well. Yeah, bizarre but great. When I love how it went right alongside where it was like, hey, if we don't mention any superheroes that haven't been established in the yep. DCEU, yep. so if we want yep. to bring him in, we can. But it's not. <clears throat> yeah, it's not like oh, there's Affleck or there's Cavill. Yep. Or and whatever. the thing that sells that so much is uh, the young um what, what's the guy's name in both the movie and the his his friend uh, uh freddy freddy jack dylan grazer jack dylan freddy. okay yeah. yeah and then yeah he's freddy in shazam and eddie right in, in okay movies. okay that's i think that's what was throwing me off yeah so um don't worry tyler you don't have to be confused i'll i'll <laughs> take care of it um but his reaction to that is so perfect he's like oh ah! it's just yeah. like the cut oh it's it the movie has really good really good timing mm-hmm. um, yeah well, we can get into it. I'm sure we'll we'll just be spouting jokes for like half this. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you say that flows in kind of to your worst thing, Alex? Yeah, I would say overall my worst thing is. I guess I would say because I don't want to just say the super heroic stuff. Okay. Because I I feel like this movie could almost just do without the superhero stuff entirely and just be like a a big premise where just this this kid turns into an adult and he's dealing with his foster family and stuff. I found all of that stuff, like the actual drama and and that comedy, I found all of that far more interesting than the Savannah superhero plot. Sure. Um, I felt like whenever it got to that, like it was, it was still, it still felt like it, it was maintaining its Shazam identity and the mm-hmm. stuff that I really liked about it. But it felt like it was verging into. Oh, we're still a superhero movie. We got to do the generic stuff that people expect bit. because it's a superhero movie. Um, I don't think the special effects are all that sure. great, and my understanding is this movie's made for a lower budget because the last several <laughs> DC movies are just ridiculously high budget, which is such for a shame. Some reason. Because I think this one could have done a lot more. Yeah, uh, I, I think this and, one will have a longer shelf life. Yeah, too. But too. I think this is one that people will discover because, like, word of mouth, I think will go. Yes. You, know, you should watch Shazam, yeah. and it's a, it's such an easier watch. Like, it's much it's much lighter, mm-hmm. yeah. so I think people are, are more likely to recommend it. And I oh, think you don't want to like, you don't want to like gouge your eyes out after you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also like the fact that it is kind of divorced from the continuity helps. That like yes. this could just be like a fun superhero movie that you know someone goes for a family movie night or whatever. Like, hey, let's watch Shazam. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. 
it was, it was funny because I was watching this with my roommate and we get to the end of it after we see the Superman cameo and I'm like you do realize this is supposed to take place in the same universe where Batman vs. Superman, Superman and Justice League happened and he was like I don't believe you man <laughs> I was like, but if you look at the logos, it's the specific Cavill Superman mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck yeah. Batman. Like, and it's, a, Aquaman. it's very oh, yeah, obviously yeah. supposed to be tied in with those movies. And he's like, I still don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but going back to my worst thing, kind of it, – it's hard for me to kind of pinpoint what is the worst thing because I, I thought the special effects were very much a mixed bag. Like the Seven Sins, I thought for the most part were just kind of garish and – but kind also of kind of blends at the same time. Yeah, it's the Transformers problem where I can't tell the difference between them. They're all the same color, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's the Seven Sins. You can get like really fun and creative yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. And they don't. They're just a bunch of just gray monster things, and some of them can fly. Eh. Yeah, and I kind of picked out like, okay, the one whose whole body opened yes. up, that's gluttony. <laughs> the one with four arms was greed, so he could take more Sour Patch Kids, I guess. Sure, sure. And you know, then, he, he goes on, he comes up to the sign on Halloween, and it's like, "Oh, just take one." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm take four. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. <laughs> and like envy, we we all saw envy was a small, and that one is greener. And then there's, I think, lust might have been the one with the vine hands, something like that. They, they, Maybe a long tongue. Yeah, that might have been lust as well. And I, I don't know. but then like who like was the wings wrath or something? Someone like, was wrath, wrath and sure. pride. I mean, look, the anime Full Metal Alchemist did a really interesting thing because their one of their big villains were the seven deadly sins, or they were, <laughs> or they were called the homunculi, but they were all named after them, and they were really in, individually designed, mm-hmm. drawn and voiced and characterized so that they really did make sense as that, and and, and only in an obvious way, but like. Like, Lust is a, you know, slender, Jessica Rabbit-like woman. Mm-hmm. And I think Wrath actually might have been a little boy. Or maybe that was Envy. But it was a really interesting take on those sure. on, on that concept and care, and personifying those concepts. And I felt like they did kind of shortchange it here. This, I was like, this is a very, I think, comic book take on it. And I, I don't know what they look like in the comics. I know that that is a thing in terms okay. of the, the Rock of Eternity having the seven deadly sin okay. statues, at least. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what they usually look like in the comic, but this feels like the kind of thing that would happen where it's sort of like, oh, the, it, it's sort of like all the uh, the symbiotes that showed up in uh, Spider-Man in the late 90s where it was sort of like, oh, this is a really cool idea. Oh, they're they're all the same, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're, 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 you're doing some, some cool 90s artwork and kind of just drawing the same character nine times. Yeah. Um, ah, the Rob Liefeld playbook. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so is that your, your worst thing? I would say it's the special effects mixed with the action scenes in okay. general. Like, the whole finale. Like, there were some good moments, but overall... Mm-hmm. Particularly Mark Strong and Zachary Levi flying around with obvious green screen for, like, half an hour. I, I felt like that, that dragged on for quite a while. Yeah. I, I wasn't super invested huh. in that. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Like, I don't remember it being that long. I Are you sure you didn't watch Man of Steel? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, find God. any of the fight scenes... <laughs> memorable as fight choreography like yeah. action choreography yeah. fight scenes I found I found them memorable as like character moments and yeah. as yeah. comedy moments and as moments in a movie which is actually nice that's a cool change mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to like various other superhero movies where I'm like oh I just remember like where it's kind of the flip side of like I don't care about any of these characters but I love the way this is like oh honestly Aquaman yeah where yeah, I went right. I don't really care what's happening but I like the way this looks yeah, but, and this yeah, is kind of the flip yeah, yeah. yeah. um, um 
there are wonderful moments like like when Billy kind of decides you know what he's fighting for and he's just shazam and they're like oh he's mm-hmm. he's like into it and like when he get gives the power to all the, all of his all the siblings like that's that's really nice like the starts to these action scenes I really like <laughs> I just don't like the action scenes themselves yeah. Yeah. and we can talk more about the Marvel family deal because that's a lot of fun mm-hmm. we'll get into that yes um, I think uh, for for my best thing I'm gonna take the the other side of, of the Billy Batson dynamic and say Asher Angel. Sure. Um, He's quite good. Yeah, I thought he was... I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything. I, I think this is the first time I'd, I'd seen him in... I, I mean, he's mostly been in smaller stuff as far as I'm aware. Um, but I thought he was great. I, I really enjoyed him as kind of a... Yeah. Not a... I mean, he's... I don't know how old he is, but I assume he's... I mean, he's yeah, mid-teens. Okay, so he's, he's not think. too far he's off He's been on age. a couple of TV shows. His only film is Shazam. Right. And so, uh, no, I thought I thought he was quite good. Um, and it's uh, about all. The, I mean, all the stuff with his <laughs> with his mom um, mm. is so like, yes. He, and, and I like I like the not twist necessarily of well, kind of the kind of the twist of yeah. that the answer of that question I liked because yeah. uh, I did at the beginning go so he just disappeared and yes uh... <laughs> and that actually is the payoff. I, I have the exact same thought of oh, are we just assuming somehow. She just got lost. And yeah, disappeared. Right. And then the fact that the actual payoff of the movie is, oh, his mom sort of just abandoned him. It's yeah. Like, wow, that's, and and the reveal that's rough. and like Very how hard. the actress always like, is this age makeup? Like, what do they do? Oh, she was seventeen, and now that's yeah. why she looks so young now. Yeah. And the, oh, smart. Right. I I really love that line where she says, "Now it's just not a good time." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that felt like a very realistic like. Just, just a way for her, like in that mm. moment, to try and just kind of get past this and be like, I can't take that, care that of you right the, now. That and the please uh, leave. So, but you're you did okay, right? Like that's so like uh-huh. yeah. Well, and, oh, that and, that scene is probably the best overall scene yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Well, and then when they show the, it, it cuts very real, very fast. I'm like, wow. Okay. One the, and they, the two different yeah. versions of her throwing the darts that they show his memory where she's yes. more like, hey, mom's not going pro here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And then right. her memory of it, which is her much more like, I'm just, what am I doing? She's exasperated. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I liked that. I liked that. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, I thought that was very good. Thing. Um, and, and he, specifically his acting too in that mm-hmm. where he was just like, oh, you know, like the, the way he reacts to that and kind of like, yeah, he does a really good job of showing the character grow up uh-huh. a little bit over the course of the movie. I agree. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was very well done. I will say it does fall into some um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man traps, where where like immediately following that is when he gets the phone call from Savannah. Sure, I'm like, oh. I know we can't ruin the emotional moment. We got to move on with the story, but it, like little things like that, it was sure. just like, oh, it's a little, it's verging on cookie cutter. We're not quite there. Sure. It's 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 better than that, but still, that yeah, um, that's a that's a small issue. That's that's nothing big. Unlike the movie Big, <laughs> well, which your, is in fact my, big. My entire comic. Um, <laughs> my I think my worst thing. Um. Which is sort of a a the opposite of a backhanded compliment, where it's it's sort of an, an in, like a, a criticism that I do think highlights some things that I I really like about the movie. Okay. Um. I think this is a better parody of superhero movies in general than Deadpool. Mm. Um. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I can um, agree with that. I do, I still wish it was more. I I think this was a complaint we both had about both Deadpool movies. 
Um, yes. I don't know if you were on either of those episodes, Britain. No. Um, My review of both movies, of both Deadpool movies, was that was cute. <laughs> Yeah, and I like um, them. Don't get me wrong. Um, that's that's my review of at least the first one. The second one, I'm like, oh, you guys, aren't, you had no excuse that <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's I, I think this one goes more into that and is is a more fun sort of exploration of, I mean, everything with like the way it's shot, how it, it not just evoking sort of that Man of Steel style, but also like Chronicle. Mm. I think there's a little bit of that oh, in there yeah. where you you get that sort of like the zoom in. Camera and well, it helps that we do get like the found footage stuff where, where uh, Freddy is actually yes. like shooting him yes. on his phone. There's there's a good bit of that where it's it's really evoking like a much the gag of him trying to jump over the building is is the greatest yes. thing. Yes, it's just the greatest thing, um, and and it uh, it does a really good job of evoking that and like kind of twisting your expectations of like we are we now sort of associate that with and I think I'm sure I haven't seen um, the new James Gunn superhero or Superman. Evil Superman boy. Oh, Brightburn. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Where it's apparently really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, but I think, it's just like, hey, what if Superman was evil? And then that's all they had yeah, for yeah. ninety minutes. But I believe that one, if I remember from the trailers, does does a little bit of the same thing. Where that sort of style is very much um, associated with that. Um, yeah. Probably the boys as well. You could throw in here, um, where you 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 get that sort of idea of like that quick cut or not quick cut but quick like smash zoom and like that sort of thing there right. there's a, there's certain elements that and I'm, I'm not enough of a cinematographer person to, to know exactly what these are <laughs> but it's definitely the style that evokes that sort of like oh it's a very evil um you know dark turn on a superhero story mm. uh, it's dark and gritty and yeah. real man and, and doing that like you were saying in, in juxtaposition with Dude jumps up and smashes into the building, and you hear like very uh, ah, you know, like, ah, and, sorry, like, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh boy, um, and you know, yeah. the, there's a lot of that that I think is very well sort of clashed to evoke that. Of course, there is the one shot that is obviously supposed to be a, a Snyder uh, um, Man of Steel type thing where uh, Shazam and Savannah clash, mm. and they're, yeah. they're like flying through the air. Um, but I and and I think it does a really good job of not just superficially but stylistically digging into that a little bit and and there's obviously the sort of the plot is about the fact that Shazam is like oh I got powers I'm gonna do whatever I want and you know not really getting into uh, or not really trying to be a superhero yeah um, right. and so I think they do a good job of addressing a lot of that and I but I still kind of wish they they dug a little bit more into the um, the overall parody of superhero movies as a whole because yeah. I, th I think that especially like the DCU movies I mean I think that is the way to they should be going is to sort of highlight that oh yeah this this was not the greatest you know creative choice for us and yeah we can right. we can learn from our mistakes and there there is the really great bit as well of uh, Savannah and Shazam oh yeah like half a mile away floating in the air I'm calling him Shazam yes. I don't know if they ever actually say that he's just Shazam in the movie Eh, um, but I'm just kind of. It seems yeah. like the easiest thing. I'm not going to say Captain. Yes, yeah, Str Strong time. is giving the, uh, that great yes. the monologue, <laughs> and every time we turn, he's like, "I will rip your heart and crush your family." And then he's like, "I can't, I can't hear you." You're so, you're so I, far I was, away. I was laughing for like that entire. And you keep thing. hearing Strong kind of muttering, <laughs> in the, and they come back to him like, "And the flood of, of souls will swallow." <laughs> the, I have no idea what you're talking about. And fire will rain. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. That was very good. And I like as well. The, I think the ending kind of plays into this uh, with um, because obviously that that is such a, a 
classic, not just superhero, but like movie thing where you've got you know someone somehow is is you know propelling and amplifying their voice yeah. across you know yeah. a giant crowd or something. Um, but also the uh, I think the the fact that the ending or, or sort of the way he wins the day is really by coaxing out envy. Yeah, and he's and he's saying you know. It, I mean, it's sort of the the superhero mirror thing on the most base level of oh, you're comparing the superhero and his flaws to the uh, um, to one of the seven deadly sins. Uh, in the same yeah. way that you know people do a lot of the, the say, make a lot about the Marvel movies with the you know, like Iron Man and Iron Monger and you know yeah. he's doing, Doctor Strange but evil yeah, do, oh. <laughs> doing the. Uh, <laughs> doing the mirror villain yeah um and so this is like a very base level of this is everything that he has always felt about himself and others sure. and, and he's sort of getting into that mindset and, and almost empathizing and and because of that he's able to get envy to come out of savannah and then is able to defeat savannah yeah um it's almost like this movie has like themes yeah and it knows what to do a with those bit. themes a and how bit. to work that into the plot and relating our protagonist <laughs> and antagonist without just having the antagonist flat out say you and me are not so different <laughs> <laughs> well and how nice you know the parody thing how nice to see a parody that is not cynical yes and that is 100 i love how optimistic this movie mm-hmm. is. yeah the we're going like, to get, w- and, once again it, it, I feel like every time a new superhero movie comes out, I just go, "Now that's how you do optimism." Why can't we get that for Superman? Sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's because so many. And I understand this. Like we, maybe it's a toxicity in American culture that we want to paradise happy things. Sure, we want to do a version of Sesame Street that's nasty. <laughs> we want to have like Mickey Mouse smoking marijuana or crack or whatever. <laughs> and it's like I've always found that to be immature like that in and of itself is not a joke like what if the muppets were killers is not funny <laughs> there's nothing to that like what what are you doing what do you think you're you're adding to the world with yes. that and so it was right. nice to see a movie that was paradising grimdark with optimism mm. but was also not being like mean to those movies no. it wasn't like oh those movies suck it's like and i kept sort of expecting stuff. for there to be something mean or something like i kept yeah. waiting for it to get Again, I think because of the way it's it's done and the style it has, um, I kept waiting for it to do something. Um, I, the closest thing is the some of the the Mark Strong subplot uh, gets dark. Like he, there's the one Doctor Lady mm. that gets horribly <laughs> murdered, and like but I, even then, it almost yeah. sort of is able to play that. I, I mean, I, as someone who doesn't like that a lot, sure. most of the time, usually, I mean, we talk about this, I think, with uh, Jurassic World, with the, the babysitter that gets horribly eaten by a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how, how we just kind of have, like, random innocent people that just become involved in the plot, and then they just die horribly. Yeah. Um, horribly through just weird means, Yes, and then we never really address them again. Yeah, this, this I think, was not... S- so as someone who who usually rejects that immediately it's like oh you, you didn't need to do that yeah. um this to me i think almost kind of worked with the tone and the fact that mark strong's immediately like oh yes i think this is the the right answer or whatever right um or i think all of this is real uh i think that it's sort of played that into a a joke of you know how horribly grim dark mark strong is in this yeah. movie and, and, yeah yeah and, um, and how that he was beaten by optimism and the, children the, the <laughs> bit where he throws his uh i guess it's supposed to be his brother uh out the window and oh, they're all yeah. just like Wah! yeah uh yeah. no it's i think it, it's sort of 
swings well, so it, far in that direction to become ridiculous and kind of highlight the fact that when you when you clash this with Shazam and his plot line, you know that I think, and the fact that the culmination of that is the whole envy, right? Resolution. I think that's that actually works quite well. Yeah, um, and and that does. And, and I like darkness in stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it's done well. We were talking before we recorded about like I've seen TV shows that go that seems so intent on showing you how bleak they're daring to get yes. that you never really appreciate. There's no narrative heft. It's just like, I get it, you'll do whatever. But when you watch something... And I, I think the Dark Knight trilogy handles mm-hmm. its level of grit really well because we talked about this before. They're very optimistic movies. There's comedy in those movies. And there are movies yes. that are about hope and about positivity just in a grimmer world, mm-hmm. which actually highlights the power of optimism mm-hmm. and the power of positivity really well. Where, uh-huh. Whereas in some of these more recent DC movies, it's like, it's just all grim and like, there's no fun. And I, these are, if you want to make a grim superhero story, make an original one. Mm-hmm. Make an original story that's just grim and dark. But like, and I'm not saying Batman has to be 60s Batman all the time, but like Dark Knight handled that balance really mm-hmm. nicely. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that Shazam does a, such a beautiful job of like, marrying the like look there is really grim stuff in the world I mean obviously Billy's story with his mother is yeah. not happy like it's a very sad story but it's you know coupled with the the hope and the beauty of finding his family mm-hmm. and choosing his family and well, yeah I just think it's really I guess it's nice to see an, a parody that is ultimately optimistic yes. and nice yeah I, I really like that this movie literally has the wish fulfillment scenario mm. that a lot of people kind of make fun of superhero Mm-hmm. Like the genre of superhero stories that a lot of people criticize it and sure. make fun of it. I was just like, oh, it's just a power fantasy for little boys. Sure. And then this movie is literally a power fantasy yeah. for a little boy, but then the ultimate message is about him learning to be responsible with that power and then to also not just keep it to himself for selfish means, yeah. but also sharing it with the people that he loves. Yeah. And to use it to help people it's- and. I mean, it, it really like, is... It literally takes that critique and is able to spin it into this really positive like, message. I like and I love that. I feel that. like we're eliminating my worst thing. I feel like I'm just becoming... I mean, I'm slowly <laughs> realizing that there, I don't have... Or I, this isn't my worst thing. Um, but I was going to say, it, it really is, you know, the way that you take, you know, whatever Zack Snyder movie you want to go for in terms of BVS or Man of Steel... Um, and how those are portrayed as oh this is this is superheroes in the real world yeah. this is an optimistic op- optimistic take on superheroes in the real world because mm-hmm. it's like this is how someone would react to having those powers but also that doesn't mean that everything's just going to turn into grim dark awful you know yeah. superheroes running the world as part of the government or whatever like no this is this is he's learning and growing yeah, and it's possible for someone to have this power and still be able to be a good person. And then if you give a fourteen-year-old superpowers, he's not going to go. I get to kill whoever I yeah. want and yeah. just force women to love me. It's like I get to buy beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. man, I get to like earn tips busking with more, lightning powers. Yeah, it's you a know, lot more innocent. Um, yeah, and you it's get like, to go to a strip club. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree. It's it's nice to remind people that like because I remember when I was first getting into movies, I always felt like people were so cynical about. You know, movies. I mean, even more realistic. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but realistic isn't always negative. Like, I, good things happen in the world, and it's it's good to remind people of both sides of it. Mm-hmm. But come on. And I like to think we've we've gone through that phase, and maybe we're yeah, I hope so. We're coming out the other side. Um, yeah. And I and I th- I don't think this will be the most talked about DCEU movie because 
it doesn't have the character of Batman or Superman, which just naturally generate more conversation. But I think this one's going to go down more broadly liked mm. by people because it is like it just it works, no, and also it works on a technical level too. Yeah. It's just a well made movie. Especially, I, I think if they come out with a sequel, yeah, um, that that lands on the same tone and is hits the same I'll, beats. I'll, I'll say of like I would easily pay money for a Justice League movie but it's Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa and Zachary mm-hmm. Levi. Like I, w- I would pay to see a team up movie because be- I like all these characters and I think they'd play really well off of each other and that would be a lot of fun. And, and I just all think- of those, <laughs> well just the way all of those have performed the role which is not to say that Ben Affleck or Henry Cavill couldn't have mm. done a different take on you know the characters of Superman and Batman. Well, Cavill's got charm pouring out of his uh, ears. You yes. just never know it. Right. Uh, <laughs> But I think with the way they you portray just never know so it with far, that, that uh, CGI mustache removal. <laughs> sure, sure. That would be a, a much more fun take. I mean, I just thought of Zachary Levi and Jason Momoa doing a scene together. Like, how mm. much fun would that yeah, be? Yeah. Those, those yeah, are two exactly. really funny just personages. I mean, especially if you do the MCU style or the MCU uh, strategy, I guess, mm. starting kind of with... I don't know. I guess Infinity Wars, where they they really did this with the Russos and James Gunn, where they were like, "Oh no, you you know we're gonna bring you in and you're gonna kind of consult on this and we're gonna figure out how we're gonna combine these characters and make sure they are help us write the Guardians specific yes. scenes and they are, make sure they're yeah. still in character." I think if you did that with this, where who is the the director of this movie? Da- David F. Sandberg. Right, and so I Who's think he's only known for horror movies. Prior yes, to this. yes. Well, he's right. only this is like his third feature, I think, because mm-hmm. he made Lights yeah. Out we- and Annabelle Creation. Right. Well, he's he's very much like um. Uh, Josh Trank, sure. where he got basically a movie deal because he did like a really cool YouTube video. He made yeah. a bunch of shorts. Like I, yeah. I, I believe the Lights Out short mm-hmm. is what got him the movie deal to do Lights Out. I think so. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. right. Yeah, but um, you're saying. But yeah, if you, I think if you take, you know, him and you take uh, James Wan. Yeah, I got that. Yes. Yeah, uh, and you and have Jenkins. them actually like be involved. Say what? Oh, yeah, it does. yeah, and and you have them actually involved, you know, in the creation process. Then yeah. I think that makes it work a lot better in terms of. Well, some people might say, "Oh, a Justice League movie without Batman and Superman, you're crazy." The Justice League started out without Batman and Superman in the comics. Yeah, I think you could easily do it and have it be a good movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think you could specifically frame it around, unlike how. The, the actual Justice League movie we got was framed around the loss of Superman and therefore had Batman driving them as dark as possible. I think right. you could frame it around neither of these guys are around or they're doing their own thing. They're back and they're 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 around but they you know they got their own stuff to deal with. It's yeah. just us and we're the Batman other. doesn't play well with others. He's in Gotham doing his thing. Yes. And Superman's out in another galaxy yeah, 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 yeah. doing it's, some stuff. Yeah. yeah. We're the B team. <laughs> you have them be the B team and then you have it be a back backdoor Green Lantern origin story. You got your movie. And the Flash is maybe there. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash is somewhere. Well, no, no, no. The Flash died. Barry Allen died. We've got Wally West now, and he's actually good. <laughs> and people like Wally West, so we're fine. Sure. And he's played by Tom Holland. <laughs> I, I was going to say Grant Gustin just to be funny, but sure. Uh, sure. I am... Um, uh, the person who's directing, rumored to direct the Flash movie, is another horror director, I think. That's right. They've gone through like five different directors. I have yeah. no idea what. The, the there's probably been at least two in. horror directors in that list. I'm not sure. Well, because like James Wan is a horror director who also did Fix Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Patty Jenkins right. did Monster, which is about a serial killer, but it's mm-hmm. not a horror movie. Um, 
Well, I think this one... Zack Snyder made Dawn of the Dead. This one, very similar to Aquaman. Like, it's very clear that the movie's directed by a horror director. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Aquaman, you get that that scene where they're actually going... Oh, Andy uh, Andy Muschietti, who made it, Mm -hmm. is currently rumored Mm -hmm. to be doing Flash. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. But yeah, well, um, but, I, when they first showed the Seven Deadly Sins statues, I was like, oh, this is a horror director. Yeah. Like, the way yeah. they're framing the And they look pretty scary as statues. And I was thinking particularly the scene where they're killing the board. Yeah. At, at the Savannah building. It's the one guy who's just, um, like, outside watching them bang up on the windows and mm-hmm. scream. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I think, talking about that, I think this movie, tonally speaking, is honestly perfect for, like, 14-year-olds. Yeah. Because it's it, it's a little too scary at times and a little too much for like a five-year-old mm. but it's it's funny it's accessible and i think a lot of 14 year olds would really clue into it and feel like this is a little grown up but still totally accessible yeah and yeah. honestly like for this i think 14 year olds it's a good time to show them a movie about responsibility sure yeah well it reminds me a lot of uh, people talk about like specifically child movies from the 80s mm-hmm. like et yeah and things like that where it's like, oh, it's 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 lighthearted, it's fun, it like it's a family actors. film. Yeah. But but very much the threats in the movie, like the threats of death and danger are real. Mm-hmm. Right. They feel real, and they treat them seriously. And I feel like this movie is very much going for that, I remember which I appreciated. This year, there was a movie that came out called Good Boys that was like an R-rated comedy, mm-hmm. you know, dirty humor yeah. from the guy super bad. But the stars were these three, like, 12-year-olds. Yeah. And I, remember I read a review of it, and they talked about there's a lot in this movie about like being a good kid and like and not like well behaved, like being sweet and being a good yeah. friend and being nice. And said it's honestly a really good movie. It would be a really good story for twelve year olds to see, but they can't see it, <laughs> right? And like, and that's kind of a shame. Yeah, that like there's a lot of really good messages in there. There's kind of like some of the joke uh, marketing that they did for it, where Seth Rogen's sitting at like a, yeah. a desk, and he's like, guys. You, got, you did a great job in the movie. It's about to premiere. However, I can't let you watch the movie because you're too young. Yeah, exactly. And like, we were in the movie. What are you talking about? So I feel like a good flip of that is that Shazam, I think, and I haven't seen Good Boy, so I can't speak to it. Uh, for, uh, teenagers can totally watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. it's not too much for a, for a young, for a preteen, but uh, I think it, it's certainly not going to be too little for them either. I think it's the right. It also has a wry sense of humor. Yeah. Like it, it's not. It's not just. And look at like the jokes. Like child jokes. Yeah. And I love that they managed to do strip club jokes, and it never resulted to him being like boobies. Yeah. It was right. just like like I love that he he runs out holding like a, a chicken wing, and yeah. he was like, "What yeah. am I? What what did you see? I don't know. They were really nice or something." Yeah. yeah. And, right. and when they teleported there, when they're leaving, they're covering little girl's face. Yeah. Yeah. Like all oh, that was really funny. That's good. The entire. I don't know where we, we want to kind of take this, but I was going to say the entire um, foster home crew. Oh, man. Was, I mean, the parents and the, and the, the fact that, like, uh, j- just initially the introduction to Freddy where he's like, and I think a good bit of this was in the trailer, but where he's like, oh, yeah, uh, it's pretty far. That's how I, yeah. the drop's pretty far. That's how I broke my leg. And then he's like, don't trust them. They, you know, the, the, the parents, kids they Game of Thrones nice. around here. <laughs> yeah, kids Game of Thrones yeah, around yeah. like, And then both times, it's like, I'm, I'm just joking. It's, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, how many how many good things can we say about Jack Dylan Grazer in this movie? Mm-hmm. He's so excellent. I would say overall, I enjoyed his performance the best. He was so, yeah, and I fair. feel like some of that is because Zachary Levi like, and Ashley Jewell ta- are they work together so much. Yeah. yeah, I I would take a whole Freddy movie like just Man. him sure. like like 
a day in the life where he's just riding the bus, he's going to school, he's getting picked on. Maybe there's a girl he really likes, but he he always ends up in an awkward situation. You know, I, a situational comedy like that, I'd absolutely <laughs> love. And that character could so easily be like, uh, you could get the wrong kid for it, but man, yes. he was so yes. funny and he was so genuinely likable and like, yes, I was just I went crazy for that kid. I thought he was just awesome. And also, like, random side note, it's not necessarily a direct reflection of this movie, but. Um, he doesn't feel like the same kid he played in uh, It. Mm, okay. Which is... Oh, not at all. It's, it's really two very different I feel like that's not something you normally get from, from child actors. That's where, true. You know, yeah. They are able to cultivate two completely different personalities out of, sure. you know, out of their performances. Yeah, he is He is one to watch. I also, talking of the Foster Home crew, I got very excited because I did not know that the, the, the dad is played by Cooper Andrews, my man Jerry mm-hmm. from The Walking mm-hmm. Dead... Mm-hmm. Who That's I, where I, knew yes. from. I have never seen a character become so literally overnight famous. Because I remember yeah, yeah. the first episode Jerry premiered, we were like, oh, that guy's amazing. And then I think, he, I don't know, no one tell me if this isn't true. I think he's still on the show. My mom and I have a theory that Jerry was not supposed to last that long, but the Probably. writers went, we have to keep him. He's like, yeah, yeah. He, he. Oh, it's an Aaron Paul scenario. He suddenly yeah. became so beloved. Because this guy just like emanates warmth and sweetness. And I love that he was like a cool dad. Without it being like a joke about yep. that, or nor without him being like a, he didn't seem like a lame cool. Well, dad. they made it so that you know it's like oh well you know he's he's corny he's probably you know would be lame in most circumstances. Yeah. But the fact that he's clearly so such a great you know foster figure for yeah and these kids like that's you know like yeah. they they it immediate immediately radiates how you know, like caring he is and, you know, like, and, and that he also knows he's being corny like yeah. he's in on his own jokes and I love the like hands in thank you for this day all that yeah, stuff yeah where they say really a fun. different uh, a rhyming prayer every time yeah yeah he's just he's a really wonderful and he's also on Halt and Catch Fire for a little bit he was like one of these oh, random yeah. other techs yeah. uh, also uh, Darla the littlest child is played by Faith Herman who I know from This Is Us Mm. Who has she has literally the face of an angel? She's like one of the most <laughs> inhumanly adorable children the, on the planet. The, the part where and she's very funny, in where this. she realizes that she's like held or yeah held the secret. Yeah, of, she's defeated. Uh, Billy being Shazam uh, long enough, and she's like, "I'm a good sister." It's so good. Yeah. It's so fun. That's so the funny because they're like, "Wait, do you?" And I love that they this in many other movies. I would be like, "Oh, so they just figured out that he's yeah. Shazam?" But in this movie was like, "That totally works." It's like, of course they would and figure it out. And she's just like, "Well, I, I also like that that she's able to keep the secret. They don't have a an off screen moment where where the the siblings run in the like." We found out from Darla that you're Shazam. Yeah. Or they're like, Darla, what do you know? Yeah. He told yeah. me I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they don't get into all I, that. I would have found that obnoxious and, and they didn't do that. Well, also, the scene where they just run in and they accidentally run into her room. Oh, yeah. And then they force her to keep the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ate up. Well, and how, like, and I, how I they, loved it. They, they, bl- they uh, blended that in with him learning that he has to say Shazam to transform both ways. Yes. Yes. Because I was like, how long are they going to have him not know? And he's like, I don't know. I, a crazy man told me to say Shazam. Yeah. Is so yeah, right. so smart. You also have uh, – so Ian Chin played Eugene. Mm. Yes. And he's from Fresh Off the Boat. Okay. Um, huh. Yeah. And then I, I'm not familiar with the guy who plays Pedro, nor was I familiar with Grace Fulton. But Grace Fulton's gorgeous. Sure. <laughs> she plays Mary. And I was like, can I see every movie that she's in? <laughs> she's can, beautiful. Can I, ask, can I ask a question? It's okay to say no. Um, <laughs> oh boy! 
So when they're transforming at the end, I get why everybody else becomes like an older version. Did they really feel the need to make Mary like an actress who's just like two or three years older? I, I had the same thought because I don't know. And obviously this is, you know, minutiae and everything. But I had the same thought. Like she's going into college. She's a high school senior. So it's yeah. so like if they're all aging 15, 20 years or whatever, 15, I guess, would be roughly. She would look very different. But yeah, it's like she wouldn't look that different. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. Also, she had a skirt. Then <laughs> sure. uh, Darla had a had pants. Yeah, no, I had the same thought, well, Alex. I was the, like, the skirt is because of the comics. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That that is a thing. I don't believe. Actually, I'm I'm pretty sure none of those characters outside of her are from the comics. That he has like a, or I think maybe Freddy. Okay. Is um and and it. It's not at all in the same way because these are comics we're talking about from like the 30s, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. or the 40s. So things sure. are very different. Um, they're all white. <laughs> sure. Well, and also like, uh, and, and she still isn't like sexualized there, but no, no, no. To give the older person, as opposed to like, oh, she was a little girl, but now you're like making her, uh, <laughs> yeah. dude, that's not cool. Uh, but no, she, um, the Mary Marvel is a, a okay. character in. Um, Interesting. Yeah. At least I assume that's what they're going for, and and she, I, that's her. I think she's like a one of the members of like the original Teen Titans. Oh, interesting. I think. Mm, I'm not sure. You might be right on that. No. Yeah. I also thought she just did a really good. Grace Walton just did a good job in the movie. Who is y'all's favorite grown-up family Shazam? Mine was Adam Brody as a grown-up. See, Freddy. that was the thing. Is oh, I, I didn't. I was kind of expecting some more cameos with that yeah. in terms of like. But at the same time, you and your cameos. First, well, but like, here's the thing: like there De- are two Deadpool, cameos. In I, was, that. I had the same thought. No, no, no well, oh, like Deadpool Two is his big like thing, where it's like you should have done X, Y, and Z cameos this way, and it should have been like this. Yes, um, which I don't disagree with. Yes, but no, this is well. That was gonna, what I was going to say is I was expecting them to be a little more like, oh, we're, you know, we're going to get some cameo people to play this. But well, I have a fun kind of meta connection through that. I don't know if it's technically a cameo or not. Um, uh, DJ Katrona is is one of them, mm-hmm. the one specifically in green. He's Pedro, yeah. Um, he was su- originally set to play Superman in the George Miller Justice League huh. Mortal movie huh. in like 2009. Wow. wow, interesting. Yeah, and and I, well, I wonder if some of that was them being like, "Hey, if we do a sequel, we need to get people who would be available." And if yeah. they were like, "We get you know Antonio Banderas and or something, the or other, Jackie Chan." <laughs> right. The other thing is they were all very good. Oh yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's like you were talking about with with how Zachary Levi Levi does such a great job of evoking. Mm. Oh, he's he's a child in a man's yeah. body. Um, I think they all did that really well. Again, in the same manner of like this this all checks. Like yeah. it, you know, it, it it feels realistic and it feels right in terms of what that would be like. Right. As opposed to them doing any sort of like I, I think well, if you had. I don't know. I, I can't think of a, a good cameo person you sure. would you would throw in there. But if you had someone that was like, "Oh, this is supposed to be a joke because it's this person," yeah, it's a mega. I think Jeff Goldblum is older Freddie. Sure, sure. I think <laughs> even if it was someone who, or or like Henry Cavill is older Freddie. Yeah, um, I'd be okay with that. Sure, but I'm saying that I think you'd get that fun, but the trade off would be that the actual performance as the child. Because of the fact that they like that's specifically why they cast Zachary Levi for that, I think that would not work as well. You'd be watching the cameo more than you'd be watching yes, the performance. Th- more than yeah. they would actually be evoking the fact that they're like. I think they would go very over the top with, "Oh, you're just doing a cameo, so just be very silly." About sure, the fact sure. That you're you're a kid, and you know. But no, I thought Adam Brody did just as well as Zachary Levi yeah. at at being young at yeah. heart. Like I thought he was just delightful. 
I, I feel like Mary got the least to do, maybe, as an adult. Maybe. maybe. And, and obviously with uh, Eugene and Pedro, neither of them were as fully fleshed as children. So when they become adults, you're like, yeah. I will yeah. say uh, adult uh, Eugene is, uh, I believe he's Moose on Riverdale. So that was fun for oh, me. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. He is. He is. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and I, I felt like the, the chemistry between the adults wasn't as rich probably because they just didn't have as much time on set mm-hmm. whereas right. like the kids I feel like have this great dynamic but the adults have felt a little more pushed and I think that's just because they didn't have as much time but yeah. also if they do a sequel I think that we'll yeah. probably see a lot yeah. more of them and and I think didn't all of this really start because Dwayne Johnson wanted to do a Black Adam and, yes and, and he's not even in he's this. one of the producers though well he's and that's been the weirdest thing is that for the longest time it's been like you you've got a Black Adam and a Shazam movie that have been in production production forever, and it was never it was always sort of the plan that it would just be Black Adam would have his own movie, yeah, and then at some point they'd combine it. Like it's, yeah. it's very strange. So it, it, it's it's like, it's like the Venom scenario, um, yes. But they had, but in this case, they have the expectation that a vin- like it's a definite that these yes. characters will cross over, it's, and it's of very course, you know. Sony and Spider-Man, it gets more complicated now. But, you know, when they're making that Tom Hardy movie, they're like, all right, we can't cross it over yeah. with Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. As opposed Which, to this, where they're just like, oh, we're just playing the waiting game. Can I just say... No. In general, I think just the idea of of Shazam and, and Black Adam in a movie together fighting has the potential to just be the most boring thing you could possibly think of. Black Adam and Shazam? Yeah, under under the wrong team. Well, I'm just thinking, specifically in this movie, I feel like if the villain, instead of Savannah, if it was Black Adam, I feel like The Rock would actually detract and, and like, he would take away... Like, they'd put so much of the focus on him, I'd be like, no, 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 yeah. get back to the stuff yeah, I like. Well, no, no, so, so what I was getting at was... Not that I don't like The Rock, sure, sure. but I but feel that, like this movie, specifically for what it's going for, it didn't need a presence No, I 100% like agree, him. and I'm not really making an argument for that. I'm just saying that, like, the idea of of putting that matchup on screen, be, especially because of the way they kind of get handled in the comics recently, I feel like I'm not, like, super well-read on Captain Marvel in general. Yes, yeah, um, Shazam, sure, but uh, for legal reasons. For legal reasons, <laughs> but, uh, it's it's like Google. How you're not supposed to say Google, you're supposed to say uh, Google search. You know, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> with Shazam and, and Black Adam, because they get portrayed so much as just massive beefy dudes, yeah, with, with throwing, magic powers, throwing lightning at each other. Um, a real good way to fix that is to cast Zachary Levi and Dwayne Johnson sure. as like I'm I'm very excited the, the, if they do yeah. get there without Warner Brothers inevitably screwing something up, um, which they will probably. But if they do actually get to that point, I'm very excited to see what that looks like because I think that could be a ton of fun, um, especially because of how human they made Zachary Levi kind of played it and, and how they wrote it in this movie. I think that could be wonderful and how funny they would be together because yes. Dwayne Johnson can be so funny like yeah I, th- yeah I think that could work out really really well and Dwayne Johnson's a great choice for Black if, Adam just yes. in general and, and he could because he could play it straight and it would be fine yeah um, but I think he could looking at this movie you could see how he could play a really fun like wrestling heel sort of oh, thing oh sure um, and I, I think or even just playing like a campy villain yes I think he could make that really fun yes. where he's like the joke is that he's so serious, yes. you know, and people would be like, "Why so serious?" Yeah. And then they do like from the you know, from the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like a I'm like a dog chasing a car. You guys know that one? 
You remember that one? And then and then Zachary Levi just punches him in the face. <laughs> oh boy. But I I, I feel like um, I, I feel like yeah I feel like you're right. I don't know where I was going with that. I, I got distracted by my. I'm fun just gonna jokes. I'm gonna get that clip of those last. <laughs> Ten seconds, and then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have it whenever I'm feeling down. And you're gonna you're gonna send. <laughs> I that. am right. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I'm gonna take that clip and I'm gonna send that to all the podcast networks, and that's gonna be our audition reel to go pro. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Earwolf for Pod- Max Fun all, or whatever. America podcast team. Yeah. Um. Here we go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this movie just does a lot of things really well. Yeah, that's fair. What's, um, let's see what's another big thing to point out about it. Oh, I was going to say we might want to discuss just Mark Strong because I feel like we haven't talked sure. about him at all. Uh, look, he is such a good actor. I need him to be in something where he's not playing a sure. a villain or like an action well, movie villain. I think he's completely wasted in this. Yeah. I don't feel like Mark Strong yeah. was the right pick for this. I think he's a lot of fun. I think I think he's fun. <laughs> I in in a very like he's clearly digging into it I mean it's it's more in a Kate Blanchett Thor Ragnarok oh, sure. kind of way um, it's not quite that fun sadly um, and I would have liked it if they had been more of like this is kind of a satire of the thing you always have to do Mark Strong yes which I think would exactly have been, yeah, and I think that's a little bit more of what I'm talking about with in terms of parody is that superficially stylistically and a little bit thematically um, it does get into a lot of the problems with the superhero genre as of late yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think you could have done more with that which well, is funny because this Which is, is so. it's his second turn as a DC villain. Yeah, that's and good. I feel like he makes less of an impression here than he did as Shaz- or not Shazam, Sinestro. Right, was- and I think that's mostly just because the makeup sure. is, is really cool for that. That yeah. movie's bad though. Uh, he was, he was, there's good. a little extra credit scene where he puts on the yellow ring and he's like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot he's the bad guy in the Kickass movies and. Then- uh, well, just the first one. The first one, yeah. Um, and then John Carter. Have you, ha, ha, have you seen Holmes, Kingsman, Britain? I have. Uh, no, I have not. And Robin Hood. Watch watch Kingsman. Mark Strong is just delightful in the, that. The, yeah, I, I've heard they use him well in that. I just... I would, it's not even that I need to see him Don't good watch guy. Kingsman 2. Can I watch... What about Body of Lies? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's probably um, fun. I forgot he was in... No, was Tyler, don't say that. It's a Ridley Scott movie. No, never that's mind. At, it's not that, fun. <laughs> it's a Ridley Scott movie made after Black Hawk Down. Stay far away. <laughs> so is The Martian. This is fair. That's not really a Ridley Scott movie. I mean, he directed it, so it yeah, is. But, but, <laughs> it's one of those situations. Hard hitting analysis he, he can, here on your <laughs> When I think of Ridley Scott movies, I think of the ones where he's like really heavily involved in like pre production and the mm. actual making of the story. That mm. was pretty much. Here's the book. Drew Goddard's written this script. You want to make this for us? So do you think and that? Like, sure. So in the sense of like how I don't think of Spiel as like of Ten Ten or Lost World as Spielberg movies, sure. even though they totally are. Sure. Sure. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. Way. Okay. All right. I'll let you go this time. <laughs> but we're keeping an eye on you over here at Movie Police. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do feel like Mark Strong is someone who's got a lot of talent, but is so often cast to just play one-note villains. Yeah. And I remember liking him in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mark Strong could yeah. be an excellent Silver Surfer. Ooh. He, has, he hasn't been in the MCU. It'd be cool to bring him That's in what I was thinking, as I was, a hero I was in the MCU. I was trying to think MCU. of like what he could do, and I was like, I feel like you got to cast him as a hero, because if you cast him as a villain, yeah. it's just going to be so... I don't like, want to just say this because he's bald, but I think he'd make a good Professor X. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. He's also British, so that helps. That would be that would that would be a cool way to take that. I do like him as Silver Surfer. That's a cool idea. Silver Surfer would. Yeah. He might be a little old for Silver Surfer. I don't know if Surfer, he has like. Is, I, mean, I don't know if he has Silver like Surfers. the Greek god sure. physique that that requires. Maybe he's been just waiting all this time. Maybe he's like a Ned Flanders, cool. you know. That's true. And he takes off his sweater, and it's like, oh my. <laughs> you know, Mark Strong is Ned Flanders in the Simpsons movie. Yeah. Yeah. The best movie. Yeah. Can we talk about I the think... bit where uh, where Shazam is holding the bus, and then the, there's the dog, and he's like, <laughs> go, shoot, shoot. go, please I go, please go, please go, run. Please go. <laughs> I do love how they play that because they that that whole thing of him holding the bus is is tense. Mm-hmm. And, but it's also funny, but it's also very much him going, not only, uh, what do I do, but also, like, how do I, I don't, how do yeah. I do this? Yeah, yeah. Do I throw it yeah. back up? Do the I set it? He, he how pulls out the mattress is wonderful, and there's oh, the guy right. out the window who's just like, what are you, what is <laughs> it? Fall down onto the mattress. Like, I love all that. It works as comedy, but it also makes sense. Like, this 14-year-old, he has no idea how to save people. Yeah, no. yeah and I, I feel like in, in not just action movies, but specifically superhero movies, there are a lot of origin movies yeah. in particular where they get their powers, we show a little bit of them mm-hmm. kind of learning how to use their powers or whatnot. Mom, don't come in. I'm just like, webs. Yeah, but then, like, the very next scene, like, the montage of them starting to save people and solve crimes, and they're like, oh, you guys just got, like, really good at this overnight, and, like, yeah. there's no... Yeah. Not a whole lot of tension here, at least in terms of your competency. Yeah. And that's a difficult eh. needle to thread, because there's... You've got to do the efficiency in storytelling, Yeah, but then yeah. you also have, have... There has to be a sense of being able to suspend the disbelief and when the movie is good overall that's like yeah sure that's fine yeah yeah and you don't want your superhero to be like in a, com- a completely incompetent buffoon right because that's that's not enjoyable um and i like how this movie everyone in this movie is kind of dumb yeah but like i feel like it's totally justified and i'm not taken out of it and it like our main characters are 14 year olds right they are going to be dumb and that's if they don't seem dumb in like they're unintelligent or they're dumb because the writing is dumb or the, it doesn't because they're like yeah. they are kids thrown into a completely unfamiliar situation yeah. and they have both the the in the like invincible confidence of a 14 year old of like I could just do this and, that and, scene where they realize he's bulletproof and yes. then they're like oh wait I don't know if it's just the suit or not Which, shoot him in the head yeah. um, I'm like that's great is it there, somewhere in this there is a Superman getting shot in the eye parody <laughs> is it that scene i think it's that scene i also love that he lost the bullet but then you get like seven more when oh yeah because don't, don't they, yeah. Don't they say like uh no i don't know i don't remember i swear there's something in there because i, I know that i know there's the bit where uh he's he's getting shot and then um freddie's like wait we don't know if it's just the suit though shoot him in the face and yeah. they're like okay and then i, I think that's yeah right. that, no that's that's the moment i'm talking about at the gas station yeah you know but that's what i'm saying i think that's where it comes in is because they, he says specifically shoot him in the face and so yeah. it's like that's a one well, and it's so nice that this movie because this movie does the thing that a lot of movies do where the best friends have to split up and then mm-hmm. so they can reunite later but 14 year olds do that all the yes. time just petty arguments which are not I don't mean that as a condescending way but I mean like 14 year olds are constantly getting into arguments and just like we're not friends but then they're totally fine yes I just think they did that really well and um Oh, I had another thing, but I forgot it. Oh, I I was thinking about the scene where Zachary Levi goes, I'd like some of your finest beer, please. Like, he's doing a voice. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, if the, the idea of putting him and Wonder Woman in a movie together would be so funny because you could get a lot of... We talked about how we, we avoided all the creepy stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's really 
innocent hilarity to be had in him try as Shazam trying to flirt sure, with Gal Gadot sure. of like, uh, yes, I'm a man. Like, like in Spider-Verse, I'm a man. That <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. comparing it, kind of the, the terrible way to take that would be how they handle Barry Allen in Justice League, mm. where he starts off just being, like, he trips over his words, he's super awkward, he doesn't know how to yeah. talk to Batman and Wonder Woman. And but then we just throw in the gag where he he catches her or whatever, and then he just falls on her chest. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we didn't need that. And in this, if if no he was, movie needs that. if Shazam is talking to Wonder Woman, being like, uh, t- "You're so pretty," I mean, like, whatever. I don't know. He's 14, so you're like, "Yeah, yeah. cool, works." <sighs> yes, I, I want I want this Justice League movie that's just our B team. Mm-hmm. Like, the three Wonder most, Woman like, can lead him. I'm completely fine with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I don't need Batman and Superman in It'd it. Probably be much better at leading. Them what is the, the next? Superman. Is Super Suicide or Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad? Is that the next Birds DCEU? Birds of Suicide Prey. What is the next DCEU movie set like slated for? I believe it's Birds of Prey comes out in February 2020. Birds of Prey and the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance of One Harley Quinn or whatever. Yeah. The worst movie title, perhaps, since Batman v Superman <laughs> Dawn of Justice. I don't know. The Two Popes is a pretty bad movie title. <laughs> Which is a movie coming out later this year that I am so excited for I can't even talk. But it's a really bad title. <laughs> um, Did either of you find John Glover distracting as Savannah's father? No. No, but I just realized where I remember him from, and it's Batman and Robin. Yes, he he is the evil doctor who um, causes poison ivy to turn into poison ivy. Could and not Batman have and Robin. told you that for a million. I spent dollars. the whole time being like, "Are he and Crispin Glover related?" <laughs> is Chris, um, well, Crispin Glover was. Okay, in I do want to talk about though. I I think that opening scene was very surprising and interesting to me in the sense that it is quite dark. Of, yep. of uh, oh, it's like a horror movie. Yes. It looks like Krampus or something. Of young Savannah yeah. uh, basically being emotionally tortured and abused by his his father and brother and then it's like oh you, you tried to get the thing but you're not worthy and like that's i will say i'm not sure how i feel on. about i'm not sure how i feel about the actual test um well because it like, i'm thinking about it from from like the point of view of a child where you've just been whisked away into this magical thing you don't know what's happening then you have to like Everything happens so quickly, and then the wizard's just like, "You'll never be worthy." I, and I'm like, "I would I argue don't know that's, I, that. I would argue that's the point because yeah. he no one succeeds, and then Billy shows up, and he's like, "All right, look, kid, we're doing this." <laughs> yeah, I do kind of wish they played that up a bit more, where the wizard's like, "I literally have no other option," and I know he does say that in yeah. the scene, mm-hmm. but I needed that moment a little bit of explanation. Like, uh, specifically, I was thinking like, "Okay, why? Why specifically did you choose Billy?" Yeah, you know it, there are a million other kids. Have you checked all yeah. of them? And, and I needed him to be a lot more ambiguous to be like, I don't even know if you're the the right person. I don't know if you are truly good at heart. Yes. And kind of leaving that ambiguous that way when we get to the end, and he's like, Shazam! They're like, Yeah, fulfilling a character arc. And he does do that. I just feel like that would have added a little bit of extra oomph right. to it. Um, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I, I suppose you're right about the opening scene. I guess, I, I think overall, I just didn't care for Z- Savannah's stuff, like his yeah, just yeah, yeah. his story in general. Sure. I just found it kind of by the numbers for the most part. Um, and the only reason, like, I'm not completely discounting it and be like, yeah, I totally did not like that stuff, is just 
it, it's one of those things where it works really well thematically with what the yes. story is doing, particularly with the Billy stuff and comparing our hero and our villain. I just feel like on, on a story level, I didn't find a whole, you know, a lot of that very interesting. Yeah. And I do wish they allowed Mark Strong to play it up a bit more. Yeah. In a a lot of scenes, he felt kind of flat for me, which I found kind of disappointing. Yeah, I feel you. I do do like that the end of the fight is he has to pull the the magic eye out. Oh, yeah. Like, that's actually kind of a gruesome thing. Like, I know he still has, like, his human eye in there, but just, like, that is an image is just kind of, that's super dark. I liked the foreshadowing when he's a kid in the thing and the reflection of the eyes in his glasses. Oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, yeah. When he first goes to oh, the thing. One thing I one thing I noticed, um, right after, when they're in Darla's room and Billy realizes that Shazam is the, the word that triggers it and he turns back into Billy, there's a moment where he starts to walk like he's got like 100 oh, pounds wow. more muscle. Huh. Cool. And then he's like, oh, oh, wait, I'm small again. I can walk normally. <laughs> oh, I need to check that out. I need to... There's there's a couple of nice little nuances in, in performances with the body switching. That's nice. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the uh, the the bullies? Um... Oh, I I was so mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> Movie bullies make me so angry just in general. But that was I think that's that's done it, again. Sort of the thing with the villain. Um, it's almost over the top. In the sense of like, okay, no, you know, like, yeah, it is over the top. Bu- bullies, they they are stereotypical well, movie bullies. No, 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 I guess my my point is, it's almost too over the top, even for mm. a movie. Is I guess my yeah. my point that like, you know, oh, they're literally just beating up the cripple. Well, kid. they they drive up and and knock the cripple kid over with yeah. the, the their truck. Yeah, like, but then also, um, Billy turn like that that I, that's such a great scene of him turning around and being like, I'm out of here. Uh-huh. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. And then they start insulting him for not having parents. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? Screw this. And then he, he comes back and he <laughs> he whacks him with the, with uh, with Freddy's um, crutch. crutch. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. It's just, and then, uh, yeah. It's good stuff. This movie's a real cl- crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, I I will. And this is a very very minor qualm. I mean, it's it's an important qualm, but it's minor in terms of my enjoyment of the movie. I. It's not great that they didn't cast an actor with actual disability to play Freddy. Sure. As great as Jack Dylan Grazer is, it's just, you know, there's that yeah. whole visibility thing. But also, it would have been super dope if when he became Shazam, he still had a disability. Because you can be a superhero with a disability. Sure. And, and this movie is not doing, it's not giving you like the me before you, you know, disability should be fixed or you should die. It's not that whole extremity. Right. But there were a few, I was like, when they showed the crutch falling, I'm right. like, this is very moving, but also like... You can be a superhero with a disability, sure, sure. like Hawkeye or Daredevil or Oracle. So, yeah, right. I mean, I think there it is because um, I, I think part of it, the idea does go back to the wish fulfillment a little bit with that. Yeah, because, because yeah. specifically, like he brings that up earlier, where he's like, "Don't you think? Don't you think I?" I, I forget what the exact dialogue is. I think basically, um, Billy's like, "You wish it was you, don't, don't you?" And he was like, "Of course I do. Yeah, like I yeah. would love to, you know." And, and also, the, it, you know, the fact that they don't say exactly what happened to him ever right is, right is nice that it can kind of just be like you know maybe maybe just maybe this is a even. broken leg yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a damaged leg yeah and that's the thing it's like it, it wasn't something that really hurt my opinion sure. of the movie but I was like I, I I should voice that like that should still be noted sure. Sure. but also like I understand if this were a movie if, if Freddy were the main character yes then I would be like 
you need and, and that disability was a real part of that main hero story I'd be like you need to make sure you handle that properly yeah. um, rather than treating disabled people like we can fix you and make you not disabled sure, sure. you know it's a bad angle but I don't think that's what the movie was doing like it's yeah. no real points were de- deducted or anything but yeah. something I noticed we're in the 19 minute stretch gang do we want to go ahead and wrap this up with letter grades is there anything I wanted, other? To, I wanted to also talk about the yeah. fact that he throws the bully's truck into the air that was sitting, great and they're, they're, they're sitting there clicking it and it's like alright and yeah. they're like I hear it <laughs> and they're just like what a oh. yeah that was that was and really satisfying and it's different from like because I'm imagining, like I'm thinking of the Man of Steel yes. proxy, mm. where where it's it's the guy who spills beer in Clark's face, yes. and then Clark ruins the man's livelihood <laughs> by destroying his truck. Yeah, yeah. where it's like and I'm like, yeah. these are just like a couple of entitled brats, and I'm sure their parents bought that car for them. Yes. Like this, it's a completely different and situation, it, and that's why it works. They're using it to to beat up disabled kids as opposed to yeah not not that i mean obviously that you know we're supposed to feel some like catharsis when in man of steel when he he wrecks the guy's truck because the guy was uh he's being like a jerk to the waitress uh if i remember correctly and then you know he's being handsy yeah yeah he's he's being a a very stereotypical movie drunk as opposed to movie bully um and that's that's no good but there is a range we can we can land on here of of level of punishment um, right. that I think I think uh, hitting a disabled kid with your your truck is probably yeah uh, fair game for getting the truck destroyed. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, score didn't leave much of an impact on me. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird considering I would say one of the things that the DC movies have tended to do a little bit better than marvel at least is is having more memorable scores um yeah. for better or for worse right i remember the batman <laughs> versus superman theme for better or for worse um but like the wonder woman theme the man of steel theme um even aquaman there there were some hints of, of fun in, in that score this one didn't yeah. leave a whole lot of an impact yeah. Not that it was bad, but just in, in superhero movies, this is often something I'm looking for because a, a very memorable theme I think helps helps it stick with me a lot more. Sure, I get that. Oh, also, we didn't even note really that the finale of the movie takes place at the carnival. Is it supposed to be the same one that his mom abandons? Him I at? don't oh, think so because wow. it's a Santa carnival. Um, which maybe it yeah. was a Santa Carnival in the beginning. No, the opening takes place near Christmas right, as right. well, I believe. But I, yeah. I don't know if it's necessary. I, I think they're wearing, like, winter clothing. No, they, they are. are. You're right. Maybe it's one of those, like, they just, you know, redress it I, for the I, holidays. I was going to say, well, I, I think the idea is probably just that it's not a year-round carnival. If it's supposed to be the same carnival, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, either, that's, either. that's the place where his mom left him. But even so, I mean, I think thematically it's still great. Yeah, so just well, in terms of, I, I just like it. If if <laughs> if that's supposed to be the case, I love that. That's something where they don't call attention to it, yes. and that's that's well, like if you notice it, you notice it, and that's great. And I I mean I think it works regardless of whether it's the same one. Just in general, like oh, it's it's yeah. the carnival, and he's coming back to this place where it's like this is sort of where his story began, and now he's rediscovering himself, yeah. and he's rediscovering his family at oh, this carnival. Yeah. Like that that's yeah. that's very good. That's very good. Um, and I think that's another interesting point we were kind of talking about Savannah earlier. Something that may, that I do like a lot about his subplot is that the whole idea is that he has this family and they're horrible. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, specifically kind of 
there's that theme of you you can sort of choose your family like you you know right give your 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 strongest bonds and relationships to the people who deserve it like that's that's right. nice there, there's there's something there there's there's a lot of good like deeper stuff than you see in a lot of superhero movies <laughs> yeah you remember in man of steel where they spent an hour and a half telling you that superman was going to be a symbol of hope and then they just destroyed a city yeah I, f- I felt optimistic. What better hope is that. there than rebuilding? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't That's have hope true. if you don't have uh, an entire city to yeah. pay for and rebuild and uh, you know generally recover from. Seems good. Oh, and, and if you the image of Superman making out with Lois in the middle of all the destruction is and hey, just if, so tasteless. if you destroy a city, then you can you can put a cool montage in the next movie about like yeah. you know the people kind of. Uh, set to like a neat song like a neat and you can you can have that like be like oh people are you know they're still this is a sad world we're, yeah. we're you know they're 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 in dire straits and also hey man you ever meet a lady at a construction site Ooh boy mm-hmm. that is the place to go <laughs> at least the in the top five most romantic uh, mm-hmm. sites in the world rezoning laws are very erotic that's why Parks and Rec is such a lewd <laughs> show. It's on that NBC After Dark. Is it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, Britain just shared something with us. It was a moment, and uh, now we're moving. I think on. I just gave you. All, I think I just gave a tip to all the listeners out there. Go to a construction site, meet some ladies, <laughs> or take your date to a construction. Site. Um, great time. <laughs> I'm done with this. Tyler, what's your grade? Tell me your grade first. Ooh. I'm going B minus. Oh wow. Okay. Me? D- does yes. that sound does that sound low? I think it sounds high. No, yeah. That, that was... <laughs> yeah, I'm going A. Okay. I'm going I'm going A minus. Uh that's fair. I think I do um, agree with your kind of qualms about the effects and everything. Um Mm-hmm. I just think that it's one of those things where that's not something that's going to stick with me very much, specifically yeah. because it is... I mean, I'm sure it still has a perfectly high budget um, for one of these movies, but it it is not... That's not really the focus, and like there is more of a character thing going on there. I think yeah. that uh, worked for me enough to where it kind of overcame any, any concerns I had about that. Um, yep. I think one of the main things that's kind of holding me back is just I'm not gonna watch this movie a whole lot. Like hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't think I'll feel the need to kind of return to it very often, which is kind of strange. Interesting. And maybe that's just because the DCEU is broken. Sure. So, just like individual movies, I feel like hard pressed to go back to. Um, like I haven't gone back to Wonder Woman since we did it for the podcast. Yeah. Um. I do think overall this is the best of the bunch. I was going to say, I, th- um, I think that, yeah. that officially, for me, that officially makes it the, the my highest rated DCEU. Mm-hmm. It's far and above my favorite. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, maybe my grade's a little bit hard on it. Honestly, when I started watching the movie, when I was about halfway, I was like, yeah, this is like a C, C plus. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe as, as I sit on it more, maybe I'll feel better about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, as someone who I, I I liked a lot of it, but then a lot of it just felt kind of mediocre. Interesting. As someone who doesn't rewatch movies a whole lot, um, this is one that I feel like I would revisit. Yeah, I think I would. I think too. it's a ton of fun. 
I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack there. I think it, it, I mean, that was sort of my, my, literally within 15 minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, these, these feel like humans. And I think <laughs> we're, it, we're watching yeah. a movie about human characters doing human things because life is hard and they're, they're, they're fighting through it anyway. Well, I think this is like a fun date movie too. You know? Yes, very, yeah. Yeah. Go to the Sorry. construction Go site to, and you say, put hey. Put it up on the know. wall, put do a little. Yeah, broadcast through. it over on the, on the slate, the big granite, you know. <laughs> you know that they put up in buildings. Yeah, giant, you know. Uh, I do like when he's in front of the the Philadelphia Museum, mm-hmm. doing the Rocky thing, and he's got Eye of the Tiger playing. Mm-hmm. He's like lightning from my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that they have. All right, we're upping it to a B. We're changing it. They <laughs> they have him in a Mark Strong collapsing on or stripping over the the floor piano in the Toy Story, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a big yeah, yeah. callback. Yes. Oh, uh, good stuff. I guess that I, for some reason that didn't click to me at the time, and I was mm-hmm. like, why did they do that? Not yeah, that's big. They stuff. also. At the very beginning, when Billy tricks the cops into going into the store, mm-hmm. which is wonderful, um, yeah, there is a little Annabelle doll uh. sitting in the corner. <gasps> Maybe in the next movie reference. he'll fight the nun. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, can we pull in Patrick Wilson? It could be really good. Oh God! What is this? Can we pull in Patrick Wilson and just kind of tie it all yeah. together? Oh. Yeah. Nice, there we go. Nice, neat. It boat. turns out the DCU has all been a backdoor for like the ultimate Annabelle verse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it makes so much. It really sense works. Now. Actually, why it's also well, grim? I mean, like, like Walter Hamada, who they kind of have in charge of the DC movies now, wasn't he like originally kind of helping to run that stuff? I don't know, but they could fight that devil from the end of Insidious. <laughs> That'd be fun. And maybe like a conjuring, whatever happens in that movie that I haven't seen yet. Um, I really like this idea. Have of the, 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 the DC, the DCU is actually like it's it's so dark because ultimately, like as these supernatural events occur, they're just. I've not seen any of these movies. I've either. No. The anime. <laughs> I've seen the Insidious um, one, but they 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 all are like. We're, we're heading towards that timeline and like eventually it's going to be these yeah. grim dark superheroes in this horror <laughs> movie universe where... guys we might have found a franchise to do <laughs> we watched the conjuring from my hands <laughs> but the whole time every every animal movie we review we review it in the context of how the superheroes are <laughs> that this takes place in a world with the dceu that would actually be a really fun angle to watch those movies from how many yeah. of them are the best dceu <laughs> uh the answer is all of them. <laughs> mm. Oh dear! So I don't have a recommendation this week. Uh, I haven't really been watching as many movies, um, but next week I think we're going to have two because it, it's a, a super size episode oh. next week. Isn't that right, guys? Yeah, Alex, you were mentioning uh, you were mentioning themes earlier. Uh, would you like to to sing the theme for us? That we'll be talking about next week. How dare you? It's all right. You I'll, can just insert. I was going to say it, like I was, max volume probably already started to play. Like, like, just have it playing. I, you don't even need a max volume. I mean, max volume would be nice and you can just drown out my voice right now. Just having it faintly in the background and be like, oh, I know what that is. And it's, uh, it's, it's Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Again? We are going to be I've never seen it. I'll be seeing it soon. Very yes. excited. Uh, I believe Joseph's going to be on for this yeah, one. Yeah, kind of all four of us again. Make it a, a, a quattro size. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know I have one recommendation that's long. not a movie, and that, that'll, that's fun for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll have probably another movie recommendation. There are so many like, other other mediums. Again. I know. I'm recommending this clay pot that I saw in Mesopotamia. <laughs> that I'm a time walker. Should I should have qualified that. Um, saw it uh, 2,500 years ago. Exactly. No, but I, I, I also I did want to say something about this movie, and this is going to get a little real, but bear with me. So oh I God. am somebody. I, I've probably mentioned this on podcast, but I have anxiety and depression both in a pretty real way, and. I, I talk a lot on the podcast about like it's so you gotta just let go and have fun this is a silly movie this is fun this is goofy or whatever it's actually really 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 hard for me to let go and watch a movie I find myself when I watch a lot of movies getting very like am I enjoying this am I loving this is this as good as the am I am I getting in my own way am I do I like this enough is it my fault is it the movie should I have been watching something mm-hmm. else and it's terrible when you realize your own brain is getting in the way of something yeah. you love and yep. it is really hard, and it's very easy, I think, to be very cynical and to be very bitter. And you don't have to like everything. Of course, you can't like everything. That's not possible. You explode. But I think a, a, there's a lot... Scientifically proven. Scientifically. There's a <laughs> lot of, you know, especially on the internet, there's a lot of people who seem to brandish bitterness and hostility towards movies as though it's funny or charming. Um, one of my favorite lines from any movie is from Liberal Arts when Elizabeth Olsen says, You think it's cool to hate things, but it's not. And that's true. Again, you can't like everything. You don't have to. But like – and some movies make you mad because they are morally offensive and some because they're so frustratingly bad. Sure. And and I mean obviously I love a good bad movie, but there are a lot of bad bad movies that are – I mean I've talked about Suicide Squad. makes me really frustrated. Mm -hmm. But but all this to say watching Shazam, I watch it all in one go, which is also kind of rare for me lately. And it was – I've talked a lot about how it's nice how optimistic it is. It's nice how sweet it is. And it's nice that it does that because I think people misunderstand optimism. It's not about always thinking everything's perfect. It's about believing in, like, looking at silver linings and believing things can be okay. And and I really, what I just want to say to to viewers, to viewers, movie viewers who are listening to this podcast, you know, uh, stay as open as you can. And ultimately, if when you leave a movie, if the things that you didn't like outweigh the things you did like, sure. But there are t- like there are a lot of little technical issues that I could poke holes in a lot of movies that I love. But really, if I leave that movie ultimately really loving it, like that's really special. And you know, you don't really gain anything when you when you hate on something, but when you love something, you get to keep that. Like that's a movie you're gonna watch again. That's a movie you're gonna share with people. Like you win when you like stuff, and you win when you're optimistic and when you love things. And and Shazam really kind of put that into perspective for me. So like that's part of why I'm rating it so high is because mm-hmm. like it was this really special thing where I went, yeah, you know, it's it's as hard as it is for me to shut off my own chaotic brain and emotions. And I didn't shut it off for this movie, but like to to try as much as you can to just let a movie happen yeah. and see how you feel honestly. I think you you end up having really lovely experiences and when you don't like something that's totally fine. Don't be hostile. It's just a movie. <laughs> like <laughs> come on, you know. Totally point all out all your stuff, but like eh, you know, whatever. So yeah, that, that's, that's Britain, Disney ruined Star Wars forever. <laughs> they made me question my nostalgia. <laughs> Did you hear that George Lucas was disappointed in Force Awakens, even though we already knew that like three years ago? <laughs> you mean three years before Force Awakens came out? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean th- this movie. I think I don't know if we we touched quite enough on the uh, the finale with the all the kids turning into marbles yes because like that was so and it 
it sort of I mean at least for me it, it definitely caught me off guard until like right beforehand I was like what where are we going with this yeah like like I don't I don't know exactly what's happening because I I mean having mentioned earlier the, the Mary Marvel thing like I knew that that was mm-hmm. something and I was like oh no, that's cool they're setting that up they're they're gonna do that somewhere yeah, down yeah. the line and then they just did it <laughs> and yeah. I was like oh and like it, it's so much fun and like it, you know that that entire I mean th- there is definitely effects problems with that in terms of like, yeah, yeah, yeah the designs could be more interesting could be more interesting action scene but that's such a like great just completely off the wall yeah wonderful moment well, it, and I think the, the entire movie is so full of things like that where it's just it's just happy it's just so happy to be here yeah you know? it's, well it's just nice like the that dog feel sitting the need... in front of the bus yeah. you know it doesn't feel the need to have like heavy sequel baiting like oh we're, we're holding off to make a more yeah. interesting movie down the line uh-huh. it's just like no all of them get powers yeah. isn't that great and they're gonna anyway. and they're gonna do stuff with them at the end yeah 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 it's it's a ton and of and like fun. we do we do get the sequel baiting we do, we do get Savannah seeing the little worm creature which is off the wall and fun. yeah who else wanted that to be the worm from Labyrinth this guy <laughs> no I'll say hello come inside meet the missus anyway that's fair yeah when that like post post credit scene <laughs> is just the Aquaman joke like that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's good stuff. Well, guys, uh, we it's we're, we're I feel about like a we need to drag drag it out. For, uh, <laughs> I might just leave like silence on the maybe play <laughs> the Avengers say, theme. I will say I genuinely feel bad that I did not see this in the theater sure. because this is the one DCU movie I did not it's, see in the theater, that's true. and that Same is a here. crime. Yeah, yeah. I, I rented it through Amazon, so I guess I did give it some of my money. I would love to have given it yeah. my movie theater yeah. money. And just yes. to have experience, I, I think this probably, like you're saying, this is this feels like a crowd pleaser. I'm sure this was oh, a lot man. of fun to just yeah. sit in the dark and, and all of this broadcast on this huge screen in front of you. Like, yeah. I'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Billy running on the rooftop, turning into oh, Shazam right shot. after the moment yes. with his mom, felt straight out of my favorite moments in the and, Sam Raimi Spider-Man and I movies. Think... Like I know I, I love to crap on those movies a lot, mm-hmm. but but that just a genuine like a suit up yes. moment where the theme, like the music kicks in, and it's like, yeah. oh, we're doing super heroics. And I think like, the difference between this and a lot of the other DC movies is that a lot of those other DC movies end with that moment as the end of the movie, mm-hmm. whereas yes. so it's just sort of like. Okay, we did the movie. Be excited, superhero. Or this yeah. is like, no, the, the superhero has gone through an arc. They have changed. They have grown. Now they're going to save the day. Now you should be excited because yes. you're about to get to see them do their superhero thing. Like that's yeah. I, I think that that is a huge difference. Aquaman, as, Aquaman as someone who did likes, it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, as someone who likes both Aquaman and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. to some extent, um, I think this one does actually does that correctly. Oh, the, I mean, every piece of that shot, every frame of that, of the the pose he has when he's hanging in the air with his chest out. And then the way yeah. he says Shazam, and that echoes, yes. and the way the lightning arcs down, uh-huh. and the, and the, they didn't they didn't put a hat on it or a lantern on it where they now have him go time to save the day. It was like <laughs> but they just like lightning, and, the way, and then the he way takes he off. off. They they, they didn't have a moment where uh where, where uh, Mark Strong goes. So you came back to die with your city, yeah. and Shazam <laughs> goes, No, I came back to stop you. <laughs> Freddy, can we trust him? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just a fun time. So I guess my recommendation this week is watch Shazam. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. We did go over one thirty. I'm sorry. But not not too badly. Yeah. We're doing okay. We're getting there. Yeah, next week I don't know what the time. Too bad we're gonna talk for another thirty minutes about <laughs> We're gonna we're, here's we're doing the pregame for Avengers Endgame. Be, be prepared. Right. Here, let, let's go uh, pivot into our thirty minute ad for Audible, um. <laughs> <laughs> where we'll all be reading a ten minute section of a book we like. 
<laughs> Green eggs and ham. <laughs> Alex, what book would you read to the people? Um, not sure if they'd be interested in my 650-page Howard Hughes Probably biography. <laughs> um, I'm currently reading, because Tyler recommended it, uh, Stephen King's yeah. On Writing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was wondering um, where you were that. And I took a break from the Howard Hughes book because it's it's a behemoth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, I can come back to the life of Howard. As Hughes. all books I'd rather should be. Read this, the, the short the short Stephen King book. I'd rather right. read that. Sure. I uh, a lot of fun. I'm currently reading a book of short stories called Notes from the Fog that I am really struggling with just to understand what's happening. The writer is using so much metaphor in his writing. I think that I can't that it's starting <laughs> to feel like it's literal. There was literally a story. Right. It's, it's, coming, it's so coming full metaphor, circle. I think. Yeah, no, honestly. Such, there was a there was a, a glowing one review. of the stories when I was reading and I was like, he is either describing baseball in the most heavily metaphoric way, or he's talking about a future sport that he invented. I cannot just I cannot tell. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a poetry equivalent of Robert Downey Jr. going, I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another it's such dude. A, and, I, and I don't just like it, I'm kinda of struggling with it, so I've got some comics to dilute there it. There you go. There you go. To kind of be like, because also book of show, of maybe stories. some maybe some Captain Marvel, perhaps. I, I actually picked up the next volume of Bandette, which is a, a book that I'm really loving. I am uh, the Captain Marvel volume that I wanted was checked out at the library at the time. So, but yeah, I because the nice thing about book of short stories is you can read just one story in like ever many minutes, so you can blend that with comics really well. What are you reading, this, Tyler? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm currently reading. War and Peace. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> That's not, awesome. Not even like as a joke. <laughs> it's just like, I raise you a war and It was sort sir. of a joke. It was sort of like, man, what if I like read War and Peace though? <laughs> like, like, nah, but but maybe. What if I did though? But I'm thinking about it and I kinda... <laughs> And it's actually, you know, surprise, surprise, it's actually very good. It's like if you tell a girl, wouldn't it be funny if we made out? And then yes. you actually did. Yes. And it was funny, but also, like, it worked. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. That's It's great. like the best of all worlds. No, it's, yes. very, it's very cool because it, it's very, like, uh, the, it's not really what you would probably expect. I don't know what anybody would expect out of it who has no context for it. Like, I did not um, kind of just dive, dove, dove into it. Yeah. Um, but it is, like, it's... Uh, the opening is all about Russian sort of not even political maneuvering but high society maneuvering yeah, in yeah, the yeah. early 1800s and so it's very human in that sense and mm-hmm. in, in that it's it's describing very, very thoroughly how these people are all very much trying to like play their own you know personalities and yeah. everything like how they are all very weird and have all these strange characters sure, it's, sure. it's very good um, but it's a lot yeah um well, welcome to Here Come the, the uh, Book Wolves, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here Come the ISBNs. This podcast brought to you by books. <laughs> if you didn't think we were nerds already. <laughs> yeah. as We read. As one of the great superheroes of all time, the Ticks Handy once said, read a book. Sounds good. <laughs> Handy was a hand puppet that because there's a group of villains on the Tick. And one of them was called the Human Ton, who was this really huge guy, and he had a hand puppet named Handy, who would always do like these really like classic like Shakespeare uh, references, and people would be like, "What? You know, King Lear, Shakespeare? Read a book!" It was so funny, and I'm sorry I just did that to your ears, listeners. <laughs> All I know about the Tick is the Patrick Warburton joke where they ask him what his name is, and he says, "The Tick." No, your last name. Ah, uh-huh. yes, 
the tick. I wasn't a big fan of that. I, I like the animated show from the 90s, but they had a great joke in the Patrick Warburton where he's eating a fortune cookie and the, the fortune falls out of his mouth and he goes, oh, a secret message from my teeth. That's a pretty good joke. <laughs> it's a good, I, and I haven't watched the newest one that, uh, uh, on Amazon, but the cartoon is just sure. delightful. Well, we managed to, to run on another six minutes for no particular reason. Yeah. Um, as, Still as shorter than the movie, so we did very better than last on, very, week. True, true. Very on brand. Um, any other uh, ten minute delays we would like to add on to the end of this before? Uh, oh, wow. What else can I tell I you watched, about myself? Uh, I watched... <laughs> No, I'm not going to. We're not even going <laughs> to. Yeah. No. You, the thing is, if you would do that as a joke, it would actually <laughs> yes. lead to a conversation. No, no. We'll take that off. Here. We're at that point where prompts will be taken. Uh, <laughs> All right. As usual, thanks for we listening, still everybody. don't really... Oh, yeah. I, I should probably mention that we, uh, we you can find us on iTunes. You search Here Come the Sequels. <laughs> you can go to herecomethesequels.blogspot.com to find our, our blog. You can true professional. find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. You can also email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. We need a Slack channel. <laughs> start a Slack workspace. Just and start doing blog updates. There's just like, hey everybody, what's your favorite donut kind? And it's like a picture say, of Alice eating do, a donut. I'm gonna close this. I was gonna say we, we just do random posts of just stamps. Sure. Okay, sure. I love that. Trying to bait stamps. But, but just like actually sponsoring us. Like not even like. Oh, it's like we're doing Avengers next week. Here's here's a stamp with Captain America mm. on it. Just completely random. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. Here's Lewis and Clark and all their some, fun adventures. Some nice birds. <laughs> we'll think about that off mic. Guys, uh, next week, get ready. The Big Boffo Endgame app featuring Joseph and all your favorite movie buddies. Until that time, well, you know me. I've been Britain. <laughs> See, uh, that, you wrapped it up so nicely. And I know we've, we've talked about having issues with hanging it up. And I feel like... We don't. We, you can cut it off here, Tyler. We don't even need the rest. I'm 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 Tyler. You're Alex, and and listener, you're having a good night. <laughs> Whatever.